0: Hi everyone, this is George Kuros, and this is a short Innovators Mindset podcast. Uh, I started calling off thoughts from the car, but I've only done one that way, so it might be thoughts from the hotel. So what I'm hoping to do is just share some ideas, share some thoughts, and the, the idea that I want to talk about today is why relationships are so crucial to innovation. And if there's a book I could suggest that everyone in education read, everyone in business read. Uh, many people have read this before, so this might not be a groundbreaking suggestion to you, uh, but it is actually How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If you are actually ever consider considering writing a book, I would highly suggest that you read this book as well because uh, it is so many years old, but it's still timeless. And it just, could you write a book that, you know, 30, 50 years from now would still be relevant. It makes you really think about what you're doing and and what are some like timeless things that you want to share. And so he talks a lot obviously about relationships. And one of the things I really started focusing on is not looking to disagree with people because I think challenge is crucial to innovation, obviously. But I also think that we got to find people's strengths. We got to find where we agree, and, and that rapport is so crucial. and And one of the chapters in my book, The Innovator's Mindset, the title is simply relationships, relationship relationships, because if you don't have relationships, if you don't build a culture of trust, um, if you don't build a culture where people are willing to take risks, then people aren't going to try new things. And this is why this is so crucial. And this is why I highly suggest reading this book. And one of the things that I really loved about his book, uh, one of the quotes I loved, uh, he says this, In talking with people, don't begin by discussing the things on which you differ. Begin by emphasizing and keep on emphasizing the things on which you agree. Keep emphasizing, if possible, that you are both striving for the same end and that your only difference is one of method and not of purpose. And I think that's a really crucial narrative is how do you get people to see this? And this is not just online. I see this oftentimes, or sorry, offline. This is oftentimes in conversations with people on Twitter or social media. A lot of people, when they have conversations, they are constantly looking to nitpick and challenge and, and do these things. And I think challenge is good, as I said earlier. But I also think that you have to find places you agree because when people know they are valued, they will go to the end of, ends of the earth for you but when people feel you are trying to fix them they shut down real quick I think that's something that I really try to focus on in my career is that yeah I try to push people but it's really important to actually build rapport and that's where you know real magic happens and one of the things that I try to do as a speaker in my work um, sometimes only get an hour with people and instead of just jumping into the content saying well i only have an hour I gotta get into the stuff right away I spend the first five to ten minutes of building rapport with people. And one of the things that I always try to focus on is the person, the people in front of me to make sure that they know I know them. And another quote, uh, and I'm just paraphrasing, Dale Carnegie talks about how you know the, the most important word in, in, in any language is hearing your own name. When people see they're a part of it, when they're they're connected, and that you value them, again, this is this is so crucial to the time that you can push them, and especially with the things that I talk about, I think that I challenge people quite significantly in that hour. But if I don't spend that 5-10 minutes building rapport, I know you, and I want you to get to know me and why I think the way I think, and you know what I value about the people in front of me. I think without building that rapport, the challenge becomes personal. Uh, The challenge becomes, you know, not about the idea, but about people. But when people see that I, you know, what I'm doing is to build, you know, to help kids and, you know, help our schools become better. And they realize that, and I know, and they know, I know they're doing the same thing. I think that's where the challenge comes, and I think it's, it becomes much more crucial and much more powerful. So um, that's that's part of the artistry, I think, of speaking. Uh, if you ever watch Jim Valvano, one of the, the best speakers of all time, probably my idol as a speaker, um, you can watch him, any of his talks. The first thing he does is talk about the audience. He talks about the people in front of them, and then he challenges them. He makes them feel uncomfortable, and I think that's a, a really powerful thing. So if you take what you do in your job, uh, you're not going to have five to ten minutes. Um, You know, you're gonna have much more with those five to ten minute interactions that you you know have with people over and over again. And maybe it has nothing to do with school. Maybe it has to do with personal life. Uh, They come to you because they need help. They share things. Uh, Instead of you saying, you know what, that's not part of my job. I really have no interest in you know your personal life. uh, That actually you know creates a disconnect where you know when when you're trying to do things with kids, there's no there's no trust there. And one of the things that really annoys me is when people you know when we talk about social media they'll say things you know i don't want to go on there because i don't care what you had for breakfast when would you ever tell a kid who told you what you had for breakfast that you didn't care when would you tell an adult that if you're talking face to face with them and i think that those little human interactions where we see what people are doing you know we see little you know glimpses of their life that actually helps us you know build a connection i think one of the things that I'm proud of is I don't just talk about education on social media. I, I talk about music I love. I try to share, you know, videos I find funny. I, I don't really ever take myself too seriously, but I take the work that I do seriously. And I think there's a, there's a disconnect between the two or, or there's a connection between the two and how important they are. And one of the things that I know about great people and great educators is we often say, you know, we just got to get out of their way. We just got to let them do what they do. And I don't believe that. I believe that great people want to be mentored. They want to be pushed. They want to be challenged. Yes, they want those times where you can get out of their way. But I know so many people who have outgrown their school, have outgrown their organization, and they start you know, losing interest in the work that they do. Because there's no one pushing them. And the greatness is not something you achieve by yourself. It is in those relationships. It is in those interactions. And I think, yeah, like I said earlier, I I, I do want to, you know, get out of my way and let me do things. But I also want to be pushed. I want to, you know, you know, find ways and get better. And, and I think that we, we, we have to find that balance of when do we get out of people's way and when do we challenge them? When do we mentor them? When do we help them get better? And that's why that relationship is so crucial. And I think that a lot of times we we're so scared of saying no to people, you know, for their great ideas uh, because you know what that, what that permeates throughout the school. If, if someone tries something different and they hear a no immediately, don't, don't think they don't go tell other people that they were shot down, which permeates throughout the school. And that relationship, you know, people are, are way less likely to, you know, tell you of their new ideas. And they either don't do them or they do them in a subversive way. But I don't think it's just simply about saying yes. I think it's about yes and have you thought about this? Have you, you know, tried this? And it's finding ways to support them, finding ways. We, we talk about the importance of embracing failure, but I never want to set my people up. Um, that I don't, you know, give them a little advice, give them a little help along the way to, you know, give them as many opportunities to be successful. Um, We learn through success as well and what works um, as well as what doesn't work. So try to find those moments where, you know, you can give advice, you can suggest, but they feel pumped up, you know, to go on to that next phase. There really are no areas that you know relationships don't you know fuel innovation that they don't you know push us to become better and so if you want an innovative culture you have to understand the word culture is in there those relationships those investments in people those things that you do every single day that is the foundation of what innovative schools do they build those relationships they build trust with one another. They they don't just focus on how I can help you, but they, they find out where you agree. They find out, you know, that they, they make people feel valued. And as I said earlier, if you feel valued, you, you will go to the ends of the earth for people. So don't forget those relationships when you are trying to build that culture of innovation, because there is no there is no innovation without the culture. Thanks for taking the time to listen.